My mom told me not to talk to strangers on the internet, but I'm glad I didn't listen. We are the Certified Nunas, your sisters in the love of Asian entertainment. Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm Natalia. And I'm Skye. And as 2022 draws to a close, we decided, you know what we need for this upcoming new year, but starting this year, is a new segment, a new show concept for episodes that we can use as like a a cornerstone of Nuna's content going forward. And so we put our little minds together, uh, the three brain cells, they bounced off each other for a little while. And and for the record, Jessie is just still on hiatus. She's she's still on hiatus. She's still on hiatus. So the current three brain cells, soon it'll be four brain cells. But until then, (laughs) the three brain cells were bouncing together. And we've come up with a hot new idea for everyone out there listening. Okay, we brought you the genre jar, but we thought we can do more. We can bring something a little more open-ended and evolvable. And with that, we bring you our new concept, our new segment, Drama Gems. This is a working title (laughs) that we came up with 30 seconds before recording. We had come up with the idea and not come up with a snazzy title for it yet. So we're going to be calling it Drama Gem. So basically, it'll just be, for now, this may evolve over time, as many of our things do, because that's how life works, um, where we will bring back uh, dramas that we really loved, and perhaps some people who listen to us may not have watched. And you're out there, you're thinking to yourself, oh, I really wish... I had a good drama. Like, I'm, I'm really, man, I really wish there was a drama that really hit the spot. And we want to bring you dramas that hit our spot. The heart spot that we enjoyed. Uh, and so we're going to start it off with end of the year topicalness by doing uh, what drama from 2022 do we want to say, hey, if you haven't watched it, maybe give her a chance. Any comments before we begin, ladies? <laughs> so yeah, th- this is a way, if you're familiar with our genres or stuff, that's usually us following themes. This is kind of just a way that we can talk about essentially dramas that we haven't done really focused episodes on yet, but we, we think are worth mentioning and wanting you know, we think that people might, it's a way for us to recommend dramas and kind of talk about them a little bit more without saying it has to be, you know, this main focus one drama episode thing. So it's it's a way for us to revisit content essentially and discuss it with you guys and maybe give you some really good recommendations because we know that people are always looking for a good recommendation. Mm-hmm. And we know you guys love to listen to us, you know, or what what we're watching episodes and we thought maybe sometimes you guys are thinking i wonder how that ended i wondered if they still liked it you know three months later after they talked about it or whatever and so this is a chance for us to to revisit we're blasting from the past with some drama gems for y'all's ear holes that maybe you can watch with your eye holes at some point (laughs) (laughs) so that's uh that's what we're doing and I believe uh, through random selection, I will be going first. But what the question is, what drama did Natalia, when she sat down and thought what all the dramas she watched in 2022 that weren't like the obvious ones. Okay. That weren't like the huge, big ones that I've already talked about ad nauseum. And I settled on a Taiwanese drama that is available on Viki and Aichiyi. And it's called DNA Says Love You. So this drama, I watched it on a train on one of my many train trips. And I watched it this summer. But it originally came out in March of 2022. And I hadn't really heard about it. And then I got an IGE membership in like June. It became, as if you're listener to the show you know i became kind of obsessed with the IGE platform and was like what should i download to for this 18 hour train ride and so i downloaded dna says love you because i love a good taiwanese show i love a good uh queer drama 
And this is a queer Taiwanese drama that follows a YouTuber um, named uh, Li Jian, uh, whose YouTube channel ain't really going anywhere. And he also works at a little cafe with his, like, best friend, this lady, this lady best friend um, named uh, Yuhi. And so he has this YouTube channel with his other friend, uh, and it's going really nowhere where they try to, like, go to, like, haunted places and make, like, you know, adventure, like, exploration of, like, abandoned, haunted places around. And no one really gives a shit. Meanwhile, this man shows up at the cafe and is like, I'm actually a big fan of your YouTube channel and i would like to like be involved i'd like to help you like i i know some stuff about like filmmaking and photography and so he starts like tagging along with all of them and his his name is amber and he's just like tagging along with them being good just you know having a good time with him and his buddy meanwhile you find out that there's a uh the main character uh, li jian has been looking for his best friend from childhood who used to hang out with him and his other little friend uh, for years and she disappeared and he's never been able to find her ever since they were like nine years old because she went overseas and was only supposed to be for like a month but then she never came back and meanwhile this this man amber has a lot of strange similarities with his friend that went missing when hmm. you know didn't go missing but disappeared from his life and it sort of like evolves from there as they try to locate this like haunted spot that everyone swears exists but no one can find so they're like on this investigation trying to find this place called Gulai Abbey which has like this tragic love story about like lovers separated you know and I can't describe to you how moving this show is. The more that like you find out about, you know, the lives of these people and the friendships that they had and just it's Taiwanese dramas are sometimes really good at doing just very heartfelt, not fast paced things that are just they're just beautiful moving stories that take place in a very sort of static uh soft place so it's not like it's not, not like a slow burn or anything but it doesn't have heightened action or you know over the top emotions um but it still manages to sort of capture this like internal emotions in a way that really make you feel lots of things do you know what i mean mm. um I it's it's not like a particularly long show it's only 12 episodes and the acting is out of this world incredible um and it's just absolutely a beautiful show and, and what was the name of it again it's called dna says love you okay and uh, the the DNA thing does come back because it has like you know questions about like gender and uh, are you your DNA or are you what you make of yourself afterwards? It has a very just very moving queer love stories in it, and it's just. <sighs> It's just very nice. It's a very nice show. And I'm sure lots of people watched it. But I don't personally know anyone who's told me they watched right. it. And I loved it so much. Just, I don't even know, like, what to say about it. Like, I, I, anything, I always come into this sort of problem when I'm talking about, like, really excellent shows and pieces of media that I really like because I feel like I don't have like the language to articulate um, what makes 
something special a lot of the times because like i can you know go on about like oh the acting was great and like oh it was so well written and like the, it was moving but i can't actually articulate exactly how moving something is because i don't get i'm not a particularly emotional person like i don't uh -huh. cry during dramas or movies except for move to heaven let's be real because <laughs> uh, like and surprisingly the opening sequence of the 2009 Star Trek remake, I shed a little tear. And I can't tell you why. Because, like, I don't normally... I was just like, why is this so sad? But anyway. Honestly, I still cry. I've watched that movie, like, it, 20 times. Yes. And every time, that opening sequence... It's, pretty, I, it's, a, pretty, it's a pretty heart-rending opening sequence. It's good. But there's... Like, as you you know, find out... Like, I don't, I don't know how much to say about this, because I think it's pretty... Like, it's fairly obvious, obvious yeah. uh, who Amber is. Like, I, I don't think that's, like, as you're watching this, you're like, oh, I understand what happened here. Um, and it's, you know, and so it just sort of has this character, like the main character, uh, Li Jian, who has had, like, a hole in his heart his entire life because he never found out what happened to his friend who just disappeared. And then, you know, this man comes back and it feels like they're, you know, that something's filling this hole in his heart, but in his mind, he says, well, it can't be. I know that this seems very similar, but this is a man. So obviously this is not who I, and it's spoiler alert. It is the friend. <laughs> so here's the big spoiler is that, <laughs> They had gender reassignment surgery because they were intersex. Um, and it's... It's so nice. It's just such a nice story. And it even has, like, a side couple that's just this, you know, openly gay couple, like, dealing with, you know, uh, just regular life problems that every... That a lot of couples deal with, like... One wants to go to grad school, but it's in England and, you know, is struggling to articulate this to his, like, long-term partner that, like, what are we going to do, you know? And it's, so it's all of these just very, like, common things happening in a very heartfelt way. And it feels very genuine and the writing feels extremely... Um, realistic and not at all like it's not not none of this is done for like laughs or sensationalism like they're not making you know uh amber some sort of uh you know sideshow attraction it's just a person living their life and it's it's beautiful it's a beautiful drama and i watched it on the train and i was like oh and, and you wanted to turn like, to the people to around you and talk about it. <laughs> and I'd be like, how, like, this is the sort of drama that needs to be made. Because we talk a lot about, like, you know, like, there's, I, I hate the term BL drama. I really do. Because I feel like a lot of the times, by calling it, you're devaluing queer storytelling in a lot of ways because you're like, oh, it's just a BL, which means it's, it's not realistic in any way. There's no, like, this is a fantasy okay. where so if you call something like this a BL drama, just because the two main characters are uh, identify as male and are in love, then you're really sort of saying that this story, which is a, a story that I'm sure, well, obviously not the looking for the, you know, mystical temple that may or may not exist like that's just the you know him being a youtuber like you know making videos but like so you're saying that like stories between you know having to tell your friend from childhood that uh you have a different identity than they think you do uh you know having to come out about things you know that you think that this isn't a real this is a fantasy but this it's not like these this is a story that at its core, every, like you can relate to and is a realistic in characterization of these Well, and, and that in particular, like that type of 
that specific type of representation of a trans mm -hmm. story is very important. Yeah. And so you don't want to devalue the fact that, oh, it's all because it's fictional, it doesn't matter. Or because yeah. it's a sty stylized right. like a BL, you know, that cheapens it or what. It's like, no, this especially it sounds like the type of the genre and the type of show that it was was actually a very mm -hmm. meaningful touching like yes can make a difference in people's lives just by watching that by either seeing the representation or being seen on the screen themselves like yeah so you you don't want people to think that it's just you know kind of back to like the whole queer baiting versus people actually being queer people and living their lives like yeah and and also if a show is i just need to if a show has queer characters being queer it's not queer baiting <laughs> it's you just delivered the queer that you marketed so <laughs> exactly not, yeah but but that's the thing about like the bl label that you're saying essentially like yeah because there are some shows that kind of squarely within that quote-unquote bl for the sake of being you know i yeah. only love you because you're you i don't really love boys you know like that whole those yeah, shenanigans yeah, and stuff. Yeah. It's like, uh, what? And what's the likelihood? Up and well, I'm gonna say this has been changing recently. So yes. kudos to GMMTV for finally getting their act together. But every gay couple can't only like one man. Can't only be attracted to a single man. The two of them. It, it's just. It's not. It doesn't. The statistics don't bear out. <laughs> okay. Right. Like it just. But what's sort of nice about this is that like the main character, he doesn't. He never really thinks about his relationships in terms of gender either like he likes amber because amber is a good person even before he knows that amber was his best friend in mm -hmm. childhood like he he's a good person and that's why he starts liking him mm. and it's it's that sort of you know so it's not that he's like oh i never liked any man but you it's just like you get the impression he never really liked anyone like he just was working on other things and not putting any value towards his romantic pursuits for you know until you know one made itself needed in his life mm -hmm. as it were um and it's be oh it's beautifully filmed i always matthew and i used to look joke we there's a show called bromance it's a it's a thai not thai it's a taiwanese show and so it would have funny. these like sweeping so, so good it's so funny another another gym <laughs> um but it would have these like the opening credits would have these sweeping shots of like the taiwanese countryside and like the beachside and matthew would always be like welcome to beautiful taiwan <laughs> come visit beautiful Taiwan it's so beautiful here and this show kind of has that but not in as obvious of a way because it is gorgeous <laughs> like they go into like the jungle and they're like going around and like these cityscapes and stuff it's almost like you want to go look at like the credits at the end and be like did did the tourism agency fund this? <laughs> like, all right, Taiwan what tourism agency and you know so there's certain shows also I, that you can tell when a show has a ideological purpose for existing. Yes. And that's not always a bad thing. Yeah. Like, hmm. like, for example, there is an ideological purpose for this show to exist in this day mm -hmm. and age. And the ideological purpose for this show to exist and be made is because while Taiwan uh, is the only place that has in Asia that has legalized same-sex marriage as of right now, um and has you know pretty good protections uh the you know the trans and intersex and gender fluid community is always somewhat left behind in the terms of like you know so a show like this has a purpose in culture to make a viewer who may be unfamiliar with trans people or intersex people or gender fluid people or gay couples or anything to say hey look these struggles that these people are going through and these situations that these people are going that are that they are in is not actually so different from your struggles and so yeah. by you know showing this as sort of a very humanized touching way that it's there no one in it is you know a freak or a sideshow or a embarrassment like they're just people who have people who or love them they're not made into a stereotype yeah, they're, 
yeah, they're not, you know, it's, they're, mm-hmm. they're just people existing. Um, it, it helps people who are just unfamiliar with the community uh, gain a sort of acceptance and sympathy and love of people like this that otherwise may not have existed. So I not only do I love this show, I appreciate that this show was made. If that makes any sense, because while I may not personally understand what it is like to be trans or intersex or gender fluid, I can appreciate and be understanding towards those who that is the reality of their life. And shows like this really help people. Like, I don't think it was particularly difficult for me as a person to like come to this conclusion, but for other people, it might be more difficult. And I don't think it's up to individual trans people to make people accept them. Like that's just, that's too much to put on one person, but any little thing that, can help like shows like this you know movies books music whatever can can help you know can well, help it's not unlike like um how heartbreaker like with within the uk mm. or you know it got so popular so people that typically hadn't watched any queer media whatsoever mm-hmm. you know being from a very heteronormative society or whatever um becoming familiar with not stereotyped queer characters of various stripes. It's like, these are just people just humanizing them. And it's, it's, I mean, it's always representation matters, but it it does like that is, that is why it matters because it it humanizes people taking the stereotypes away from things, taking the truth. You might still have tropes, quote unquote, tropes are not bad. They're storytelling Mm -hmm. tools essentially, but shows that humanize and give, fictional character faces to people you know real store real story people do live queer lives Mm -hmm. so like if you are in a very heteronormative society and a very patriarchal society and things like that being and you don't have any peers around you that you know are necessarily queer or anything but seeing that through a fictional story that humanizes them and and you can identify with them just as people and that that's how you know, the drama that you're discussing, I mean, it, it is very important. And so, yeah, it's I- ideologically mm-hmm. necessary. Like, you see what they were trying to do with yeah. the story there. Yeah. It's, it's like, because there's, like, a difference between, like, an ideological positioning and propaganda. Yeah. And so this is an ideological positioning that I think is, is necessary for the world that needs to exist mm-hmm. in the world. It's, you know, it's like I always, you know, always say like, you know, watching, I watch dramas from all over the world and I watch movies from all over the world. And the more that you watch from like different cultures and different communities, the more you really realize how similar everyone is. Because at the core, there's like a, a commonality to the human existence that the more you open yourself up to other people and other communities and other cultures and everything that you realize that it's actually not as there's not as much of a divide between people as some people would like you to believe you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like like white supremacists want you to believe that there's a huge divide between people of different races there isn't and you know certain religions want you to believe there's such a divide between different religions there's not Essentially, watching stories of the quote-unquote other to yourself helps you humanize mm-hmm. them and realize that... And also realize they're not... It's there. There is no other. Right, like, exactly. At the end of the day, like, it's, you know... We are, we are different, but not in such a way as to make us unrelatable exactly. to each other. Un, un, under, like, unknowing, not, unknowable to each other. Like, it's... It's not complicated and it's not difficult to empathize with a trans character, like a trans person. Even if you don't understand the hardship of growing up feeling as though you're in the wrong body and you're, you know, you, you know, it's not outside of the realm of possibility 
to put yourself in other people's positions and empathize and understand Mm -hmm. them. And I feel like a lot of the problems that exist in this world are due to this sort of nonsense where people refuse to acknowledge commonalities Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. other people and then assume incorrectly that they are the default and the superior to everyone else. And so these shows are very important to me. I think also opening up to whenever you watch um, movies or dramas or stories from other, you know, people different from your communities um, and learning what their struggles and what those inequalities and things are is very important too. So it's not simply like, Oh, they're just like me in, in a lot of ways, but then also, Oh, but they have to put up with, all this stuff that I don't have to put up with, you know? And so learning yeah. about the hard Or other stuff that maybe you don't realize that is actually also a problem that you just haven't known right. before. So my son and I used to listen to this stories, this it's called Stoop Kids. It's a, mm-hmm. a podcast where this um, black content creator, she tells these stories and they're for kids. They're kids stories, but they're about black kids. And we're listening to this story and it's about a, a little black girl who her family moves into the suburbs and it's summer and they're going, she meets these new kids in the neighborhood and they go for a swim. And she keeps talking about how she can't really go for a swim. She just sits on the edge and everything. And she keeps talking about how her mom will be mad because she had her hair done that morning. And so she can't go for a swim. And my son stopped it and he goes, mom, is there something about black girl's hair that I should know that I don't know right and I was like oh child. yeah baby there is right like I mean how would he know he doesn't know that different people have you know he just washes his hair and walks away right like <laughs> yeah yeah so I was like yeah actually and you know and so then it opens having stories like that open you to conversation right it it lets you let's google some things let's talk about some things let's you know and it so it's important. It's important to have these different stories because you maybe all you ever saw was mm-hmm. the the story that got spun on the media or whatever. And now you're like, wait a minute, maybe there was a second side to that story. And I'm seeing a glimpse mm-hmm. of that now. So because mm-hmm. if you're in an insular community, um, you don't you just don't know. And I feel like I was pretty lucky in my upbringing in that um, I lived all over the world. And so it's sort of impossible to remain in an insular community when you've lived on like four different continents. It's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, mm, yeah, it's a little different. So I, uh, so I was always very, you know, I would encounter like when I moved back to Canada uh, in like late elementary school, um, I would be very confused by people who didn't, you know, like for years. So my sister Shanta lived, uh, we lived in Thailand. And when she started elementary school, this was before I was born. Um, she was at, in Canada, in rural Canada. My sister is Nicaraguan. Um, and so they had like in kindergarten, like this assignment, like draw a house. And so the houses that she had been most familiar with, because they had just moved back to Canada, were houses in rural Thailand, which are all on hills on stilts because of Mm -hmm. flooding. So you have to have the houses on stilts so that when the flood water comes through, your house doesn't get washed away. And so she drew that house that, you know, what she was familiar with was because she didn't live in Canada. She lived in Thailand for up until this point. And, um, this is terrible. This is a terrible story. And uh, her teacher saw it. Her teacher, this white lady from middle of nowhere, Canada, no knowledge of anything, says, are you stupid? That's not what houses mm. look like. And then then my mom had to go in and be like, first off, don't call children stupid. And secondly, up until about two months ago, that is what houses looked like for us. That's what our house looked like until two months ago. So... No, we're not. No, yeah. absolutely not. Um, the little kid I babysit, her mom got her a book about houses that have like all sorts of different houses from around the world and like 
well, what houses look like? And I just think like stuff like that is so nice for kids and just sort of this knowledge of different than the reality that you might live in. But even within these differences, there are lots of common ground that can be found because at the end of the house, yeah, some houses might be on stilts, some houses might be underground, but y'all sleep in them. Yeah. Well, y'all eat dinner there. That's why I think as adults to continue learning those things, essentially, like the way to do that is to expose Uh yourself to media from other cultures, like, and and other communities, like disabled communities and queer communities, like Mm -hmm. all these things in order to, oh, people do Uh somewhat live differently, but we're also very similar. So maybe. Yeah. So all all this to say... (laughs) The DNA says love you on Viki and Aichi is top notch and you should watch it because it's absolutely incredible and it's very moving, very well acted and I believe it is an important Mm -hmm. piece of media to exist. And how many episodes, like is is it pretty long or is it 12? It's 12 episodes. They're about like 45 to an hour so like a good length little mm-hmm. show. There's nothing nothing uh ridiculous in it. Like it's not like plate nothing's played up for laughs, like nothing's you know these peop these characters aren't parodies. These characters are real people. Cool. Living real real like it's a in air quotes. Like these are characters that these people Realistic. could exist. Mm. Realistic, yeah, thank you. Realistic mm-hmm. people. So, it, um, my rating was nine out of ten. I thought it was, which is a pretty high rating for old Natalia. <laughs> um, it's, 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 it's really good. I really enjoyed it, and I think everyone should check it out. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, Amanda, what is your show? Well, I'm not sure how, I don't know. I'm gonna throw it back to the beginning of this the year um some it's like one of the first dramas that i watched for the year and what i've noticed is when i do see people talk about it a lot of what i've seen people talk about it is oh it looked too cheesy so i never started it how Mm. was it is the comment that i see from a lot of people so the drama is ghost doctor it's a korean drama Mm. it starred rain and kim bum and um it's um a delight and yui yui is also in there as a main character um basically kim bum is a med student who's come to do his like residency at this hospital that his family owns and rain is like the star super surgeon and he gets in a car accident and goes into a coma this is like the first episode this is what how and it's the premise of the entire show so i'm not like spoiling things for you folks it's called ghost doctor for a reason there's a doctor he's a ghost is he a coma ghost he is a Uh coma ghost so the thing is he is a coma ghost um kim bum he is a student who he went away to the states to go to school partially because as a child it was discovered that he could see ghosts and he went away to america to like hopefully get his like brain screwed on straights you know you could because i guess over here we don't have ghosts to see was that the premise (laughs) i i think i think the the no but no psychiatry in in Korea. Oh. So it is a new oh, thing. So we'll send you away so that nobody here can know our secret Not shame okay. that Ooh. you are crazy, right? So that's more the you know, so he's come back and he tries really hard not to see ghosts. But it becomes very clear that he can because Rain is walking around while they do rounds and stuff, yeah. being his normal dick self. <laughs> and Kim Bob keeps looking him in the eyes and going, boy, if I was a terrible doctor, I would say this, but I'm not. So I'll say this instead. And Rain's like, ah, you know, so it's 
hilarious. Like the show is very, very funny, but it's also very touching. Mm. It centers largely around like Rain's like BFFs in this are three coma patients that are long-term coma patients that he has as a doctor. They're in his ward and he's basically written them off as lost mm-hmm. causes hmm. before this happens. And so now they're the only people he can talk to or mm-hmm. hang out with. And they're like, hmm, okay, cool. And so he he relearns how to be a a good person as well as being a good surgeon. You know, like his time as a coma ghost is is teaching him how to be a person, which is kind of cool. And part of what did, did you say it was three like he, three coma ghost BFFs? So yeah, Christmas yeah, past so and present and futures, is that what happens? <laughs> kind of, <laughs> you know. Saying. Um there's you know, there's an aspect there. So it's it's really interesting. There's a lot of really like um a lot of really good stories that go on. There's of course there's intrigue and stuff because perhaps the accident that put him him in a coma was not really an accident. Um, Also the reason why he became a terrible person, he used to be a really good person and he became a terrible person um, after the woman he loved left him and for no reason. And that would be Yui's character. No apparent reason. She just left. And, um, he thinks she left him because like for money and to be rich and famous and he was too poor or whatever. So he has done everything in life to like become rich in order to kind of stick it to her. Like Mm. you gave me up because I was poor, but now I'm rich. Right. And she's been off in the States becoming also a fantastic, I think she's a brain surgeon. So he's a heart surgeon. She's a brain surgeon. Um, she comes back for a reason her father is like the owner of the hospital and he's currently sick in the Mm. hospital um so she's come back to you know see him and be with him um hopefully see if she can do anything because she's like this super you know surgeon with a different training than some of the other doctors might have because of her time in the states Mm. um and you know Butts heads before Rain's in a coma, butts heads with him a little bit because he's like, no, we should do this. And she's like, no, you should be doing this. And, you know, Um, and then she stays on once Rain is in a coma because she feels she owes it to him. She knows she left in a bad way. She wants to look after her dad, but also she wants to look after Rain while he's in a coma and like do whatever she can to help him. So there's regret and there's romance and there like, but it's not super heavy on the romance either. Like Kim Bum's character has a sort of romance with a, another doctor who's in the ER that he went to school with and stuff. And they're really, really cute together. Their friendship is adorable. Um, it's just, it's just really, really good. Very, very classic K-drama. So like mm-hmm. if you are somebody who is new to K-dramas, like maybe just popped in and like since crash landing on you or something like that, and you hear a lot about these classic K-dramas and how things have changed, but sometimes we don't want to recommend the classic ones because Reasons. some of the things that have changed have changed for <laughs> them better. Times have moved a little more uh yeah so this drama has all those classic k-drama tropes and feels and vibes to it it feels very much like a 2016 k-drama that you would watch except for nothing about it made me go oh really did we have to do that right now like it it there was none of that cringe that sometimes pops up in some of those older dramas, like mm. the wrist grabbing or the, you know, the mis- the casual misogyny that you're like, yeah, Ugh. like it doesn't. There's misogyny, but it's obvious and overt, and like supposed to be there as a part of the plot, dealt with. Yeah, she's a lady surgeon, right? And so like, oh, she can't. How dare she be a lady no. surgeon? <laughs> There's nonsense like that that you see, um, but that's like normal, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. something that should be dealt with. They're dealing with things 
that are problems. They're not casually having problems and pretending they're not problems, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I just think it's a, it was really fun, really, really good. There was nothing about it that made me, that I'm thinking about now going, oh, except for this, like nothing like that. I enjoyed mm. it start to finish. Um, it, highly How was the corniness level? So, since that's what evidently people ask quite often. Uh, there i mean it's not not there mm-hmm. it, it, you're talking about a ghost that basically the, the premise here is that kim bum's character becomes a star surgeon because rain can possess his body because he's a medium he can be possessed and so he possesses him in order to do surgeries so there are some really goofy moments where the two of them you know fight over the mm-hmm. body and you know things like that like or various things like that. So yeah. there is some silliness, but not to the level where you're like, okay, this feels like a tone switch or like it feels out of place mm-hmm. or weird for the rest of the drama. It just, it's a comedy. Like it's, it's got a comedy vibe to it. Um, it doesn't feel, like I said, it doesn't feel like with the intrigue that's going on, like you're going like, super dark serial killer to like super Mm. hilarious sitcom like it doesn't flip back and forth it's a very cohesive story and it just it gets the job done and yeah I just I remember thinking while I was watching it this is such a k-drama like it's the most k-drama to k-drama that I've (laughs) you know like this year kind of thing it just it just has all those classic K-drama vibes to it without mm-hmm. the, the icky classic K-drama yeah. vibes. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, ha- I, yeah, I have no problem recommending it to basically anybody. Like, it might not be your thing. Maybe mm-hmm. you're not into a comedy. Maybe you hate medical dramas. I don't know. Maybe you don't like ghost stories. I, but it's it's good. I, I laughed. I, I didn't really cry. It didn't quite get me there but um it had it had good stories great characters and just good storytelling and it's like, over on vicky yeah so it's it's pretty nice. easily accessible should you wish yeah. to find it how about you sky so my pick it was from i was just rechecking when this aired it January 2022. So I'm going way back to the very beginning. Um, Reset is a C drama. And you can find it on Vicky. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is a time travel Groundhog's Day-esque. It's a time travel loop Mm. situation. And... For some people, that's like automatic turnoff. So, like, if you if you just don't like sci-fi in any respect, or if you just always hate time travel, anything, yeah, don't pick it up. But mm-hmm. I like <laughs> those types of things, so like, it was my jam. Um, essentially, it follows uh, a girl and a guy who do not know each other, strangers. They end up on a bus for different reasons, and ultimately, the bus explodes from a bomb well it's like it also gets impact so like it kind of looks like there was an intentional accident but then it also exploded so much that it was obvious there was a bomb too but then that's where Mm -hmm. the time loop starts but only for them Hmm. obviously it's not the entire everybody on the bus and so it's very people call it a thriller so it it has a lot of aspects of that um Mm -hmm. And so it's very puzzly. Um, and there were a lot of times I was holding my breath. Like I really, mm. because you're trying to figure it out with them. They're trying to figure out who has the bomb. Like, cause they keep on trying to prevent the accident. Essentially every time they wake up yeah, and they only have like a few minutes before everything happens again, they have to. So they keep, they pretty much end up going person by person slowly in the bus to like kind of figure out what their deal is 
what's this person? Because everyone's kind of looks suspicious. This person's mm-hmm. wearing this type of hoodie with this type of a backpack. This person looks super sketchy. This person argued with that person. Um, you know, so like there's all these, essentially everyone yeah. looks suspicious when you look at them a certain way. But so aside from the thriller aspect being really compelling, like I watched it very, very quickly. Um, it was also a very humanizing drama. Like I really enjoyed. So hmm. like I said, everyone looks suspicious. So as they go person by person trying to problem solve this issue, all of a sudden this old lady who looks like super mean or whatever, they kind of, you eventually figure out her story. Right. And so then the show kind of, the show will back up enough to show before this lady got on the bus, this is what she went through kind of and this is what she's dealing with in that moment or this is what this person has gone through and so you know oh that you know that's a farmer that's struggling but you can't tell that because he looks this way so i mean it's it's a very humanizing drama and some of it's funny like they realize their preconceptions of people is often so off base that you you can never know someone until you actually know them and yeah. uh-huh. also an aspect of it is as they as they try to problem solve all this and they there's times that they try to get help from the other people on the bus but how do you get help in a few moments time and not sound crazy mm. but also that struggle yeah. of if you express that you need help are people really going to help you how do you convince somebody to help you so like th- there's a mm. lot of I'm not saying it's like this super deep thriller, but it really does humanize like people's interactions, like especially in a public space, like public transit. And Mm. I just really appreciated how they went person by person within the bus and kind of told those stories. It was really, really fascinating. Um, And their time kind of kept shifting. The loop kind of kept changing like it kind of kept lengthening a bit. Like you could tell that they were kind of getting closer mm. to their goal, but like they couldn't quite get there. There's mm-hmm. a point that they, they, they keep on getting questioned by the police at this juncture. And so it does make, it does paint the police in a very kind light, maybe overly yeah. kind. Yay. See drama. That's what we sometimes do. So, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like sugarcoat the fact that that is a thing. They do make a really like personable, like police chief type dude who, no, no nonsense. But once, once you convince him that you're for realsies, eventually he will, you know, go to bat for you. It's like that's probably not really a thing. That's not (laughs) accurate. Yeah, but um, I, I mean. So to me, it married two things that I just really, really enjoy. The thriller aspect, it really had a lot of turns in it that I did not foresee. Other things, it's like, oh, of course that was a thing. But like there was one part, um, they kind of showcased a a part. And I I don't know if this really exists in China. Of course I don't. Uh, But like supposedly this person kind of lived in an apartment. It's kind of like the cosplay section of this like city so it's like it's where all the like gamers and Mm -hmm. stuff would go and so you just walk down the street and like everyone's in cosplay so like that was interesting to see (laughs) or um just a lot of the struggle i mean is this realistic no it's a time loop it's a time loop drama (laughs) this doesn't happen but the the way they did visit some of the stories of the people on the bus and stuff and then eventually work Mm -hmm. through everything was really really cool in my opinion um and mm. i will say like i thought for sure i had tweeted about this drama at the very least i did not i could not so like when i say people haven't been talking about it i mean myself i obviously yeah, it was me. <laughs> I'm, I'm people I, I, I know that i discussed it when we were doing what we're watching back in the day of course but um yeah, I, I really wanted to showcase it because, like, if you're down for sea dramas and, like, time travel stuff, I, I'm always, I'm a sucker for that. I think sea dramas have a pretty light touch with it. Are there probably, mm-hmm. like, loopholes for, like, the science of this show? Yes, the science is not the, 
it is not the focus of what's going on here. Um, but yeah, like I just really I'm trying to see the, the lead actor fella. He's by Jing Ting. He was in um, You Are My Hero, which is a the C drama where year prior he was like a military person and then the lead girl was a doctor and i was just, i was way into that drama <laughs> oh, last yeah. year um so that's kind of what first made me pay attention to this drama but like he did a really good job mm-hmm. like it, it was kind of funny because the role i had seen him in prior was like swat team level military hyper masculine yeah. and then so then he's like in this drama he his character is very computer nerd type and can't do mm-hmm. much physical like as far as can't like overpower someone all that well because that's the type of thing they yeah. need to be doing um but yeah it was puzzly and twisty <laughs> and i i was really surprised by because i was like how are they gonna carry this through how many episodes they have because it's a 15 episode yeah. drama that's time loop like that is a lot of episodes to have things to like be interesting in and it like, never how, dragged gotta, for me how are you like, gonna I really really enjoyed it that's good that's really cool so i like that like and, uh-huh. and like i said i i mean i don't think i had like sit down and binge it in one day thing but whenever I would sit down, I would watch like a chunk of it because I'd be like, what happens next? What happens next? How do they fix it? Cause it would always, it'd be, mm. they'd fix it a little. It wouldn't be, it's not like, Oh, we found the one key and solved the problem. It was always, and sometimes mm. you'd be like, Oh, that's got to fix it. Nope. That like made it worse. Like sometimes it was, that was the <laughs> wrong thing to do. Um, but yeah, I really, the humanity of it really shocked me. Cause I, I honestly have not seen a sci-fi, mm. like, C-drama, honestly, even K-drama, that, like, humanizes so many different backgrounds of characters, mm. when, honestly, uh-huh. they didn't have to. It still would have been an interesting show, but they spent the time mm. humanizing a lot of those background characters, and I that's always something that really gets my attention, too. So, um uh-huh. That's a big reason why I recommend it as well. But again, if you hmm. so, but if you automatically don't like time loops or something, yeah, don't even start it. Like that, that is that is the crux of the show. It <laughs> is the premise. It is a time loop. I saw a couple people talking about it on Twitter, but like, yeah, the people who have watched it, I've never seen anybody say anything bad. Like the people who were into it were super into it. I think it, a part so. of the reason why I didn't that's... talk about it on Twitter, because I remember wanting to talk about it, and that's why I thought I had, but you you do not want to spoil this show. I I literally yeah, cannot right? tell you now how they fixed it. Like that's, it's, it's so twisty and stuff. <laughs> I can't freaking remember. Um, you're like I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Literally, I cannot I spoil tell it. You. I, I don't remember. Um, <laughs> but at the time, like when you're in the middle of it, you you sometimes want to talk to somebody about whatever twist, right? But, like you can't mm-hmm. go on Twitter and yeah. go, "Hey, someone talk to me about this twist that happened." Like you can't do that. <laughs> Give me the twist. Like, Give me the twist. This? Like not really. <laughs> That, that, that's when you need like a group chat that's all watching right. the show at the same yeah. time so that you have someone to be like holy shit did you see what happened this week like <laughs> fuck had that, like my book club uh, three of us read this one book like way earlier than a bunch of other people and I'm getting to the and I'm like oh my god and they're like I know and then we like started yeah. this a group chat just the three of us so we can do it without spoiling things for the people who hadn't read it yet you know because you're like it's a big deal right like the the surprise the shocker is a shocker and it you don't want to ruin that for other people you want them to right, enjoy like, that yeah i was in, i was in a group chat for uh, alchemy of souls and we were like every week would be like oh shit, <laughs> oh, shit you see what happened this week for, for reset some of the twists aren't even like necessarily a big plot twist either quite often it would be oh this preconception of this person that's how it was wrong mm-hmm. like this sometimes it'd even be a small thing mm-hmm. like you were assuming this about them and it's like that's not right at all 
But guess what? That was a poor <laughs> assumption. Well, and, I, and I guess <clears throat> I have a I have a weakness for shows that humanize people, yes, but also kind of like showcase the fact that we mm-hmm. all have we all have a weakness in judging people. Like we and we need to be very yeah. cognizant of yeah. that. And sometimes you think, oh, I'm very aware and I can be empathetic and all these things you still make assumptions about people, especially if you're in like an emergency yeah. situation or something like the characters in this drama, you start really mm-hmm. making a lot of assumptions based on appearances or actions or expressions on people's faces. Cause of course mm-hmm. you do. What else are you going to go off of? These people mm-hmm. are strangers, right? Right. But really they could just yeah. be having a bad day. <laughs> like they're not necessarily yeah. carrying a bomb. They- like that's, <laughs> you know, it could just be anything. Really. I- I'm like, reading a murder mystery right now and the investigators halfway through find out that one of the people that they're hanging out with was in prison for manslaughter so they're like well obviously he's the murderer and you're like no that's not and then when they talk to him about it he's like here's what happened and here's what you know and you're like oh okay right like yeah, you can't just assume that because you know one thing about a person's well, past, that means so you that know comes the into person. Play. Or, like, even in this right. drama, I, if I, my memory might be fuzzy, but I feel like it was like, oh, of course, this person had been to prison before, so of course they're the one that did. You know, like, all this, like, and you're like, yeah, no, it doesn't work like, like that, like, just because, you know, so, um, I mean, I, I had seen the critique of the show that it is you know, build, builds up cops being good, good fellas. Uh, so I will say that's, right. I suppose, right. the caveat. But in my opinion, it though they had to ultimately rely on some aspects of that, it's not like that was the, you know, the main two characters weren't cops or anything. So it's, you're mostly spending time getting to know these main two characters. Um, but yeah, I really, I really appreciated it. There, there was a lot of, a lot of, I wouldn't say really human nature exploration. It mm. was just more just realizing how many assumptions we have each other. But also there was a little bit of band. If you ask a certain way, you might be able to get help from people kind of like, how do you do that? How do you plead to get help really quickly from people? Yeah. Also, I, I, there, I like shows sometimes that it's like, here's an emergency situation because honestly, that's the type of stuff I think about. I've been in a bomb scare before. I've dealt with some stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my husband's an ICU nurse. Like, I'm, I think in these realms a fair yeah. bit. So, I also kind of like that aspect of mm-hmm. thought experiment, essentially, yeah. of this time loop drama. Mm. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I really do enjoy it. Like I said, it's on Vicky. It's um, some of the episodes are only like, 45-ish minutes. Some of them are kind of, you know, a little bit closer to an hour, but it looks like, for some reason, my drama list says that it was, it aired only, like, for a couple of weeks. I wonder if that's a... I don't know if that's a typo. I think it might be. Well, Mm. but Chinese dramas generally do, like, four episodes a week. Right? Mm. So, if it's only, you know eight or 12 episodes then well yeah, so it's it's it a would, fifth it's it a 15 episode drama long. and it says it was january 11th through january 25th it just sounded quick to me for that many yeah. episodes so mm. it makes makes me wonder like i don't know how it was aired like on chinese television ah, or whatever uh-huh. um but i really really do recommend it if you're into that type of thing i know that's not oh. for everybody but uh, yeah yeah, give it a shot if that's something that you might like. Cool. So anyway, thank you for listening to this new segment that we're doing. Uh, drama gems. We're still we're still workshopping. Like, if you have any, <laughs> actually, if you have any suggestions for what this could this episode style, this episode segment, episode category could sure. be called. I don't know what the word I'm looking for here is. Uh, you can you can go to our suggestions channel on our discord uh to our discord is free to the world you don't need you don't have to be a patron or anything you can just come join the discord uh and you can leave your suggestions for what we should actually call this segment or if you like drama gems 
let us know. Let us know. Uh, and uh, thank you for listening. Um, if you want to listen to all the other episodes we've done, you can go to our website, certifiednewness.com, where we have links and time codes to everything we talk about. But all of our stuff is also wherever, you know, podcasts go and on YouTube. You should definitely go like and subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, because we also do fun live streams over there. We have a good time. We have we have such a good time just making content for y'all. If you want to support this podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash certified newness, become a member of the certified found family. That's our found family on the web and they rock. And also we had a second pick of our second option for this drama jams episode that's only available for patrons over on patreon so if you want to know what other what second drama from 2022 we thought was a winner uh there will be a second mini episode for patrons only uh anyway thank you for hanging out with us and listening to this podcast and as always wash your hands wear a mask and keep enjoying asian entertainment goodbye Bye. Bye.